you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. There you go, folks. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate having you guys on the show and being a part of it as well. As always, the show that loves you but doesn't judge you, at least on his harsh future. Mother-in-law knows because she knew. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, we have an amazing author on the show. She's a multi-book author and has written some amazing stories. And she's going to blow your mind with her latest one that uh, she's come out with. Uh, it's coming up November 21st, 2023. You'll be able to pre-order it and uh, get a hot off the when it comes out. Be the first to book club to read it as well. It's going to, it's uh, it, under editor's pick is Best Mystery, Thriller, and suspense, which is what we call Fridays around here at the Chris Foss Show. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we just encourage you to go to uh, referring your friends, family, neighbors, relatives. Find just stop people on the street and say, "Have you subscribed to the Chris Foss Show?" Man, you know that might not be a good thing to do, like in places like New York. But if you're in a nice, homely place, you know, uh, like I don't know Montana or something, it might be okay to stop and say that. If you're if you ask nicely, people will do whatever you say. I think pretty much. Um, tell them to go to Goodreads.com forward slash Chris Foss, YouTube.com forward slash Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com forward slash Chris Foss. Chris Foss one on the tickety talkity and Chris Foss Facebook.com. Uh, she is the author of the newest book, as we aforementioned. Uh, November 21st, 23 is coming out. There should have been eight. Oh boy, that's a cliffhanger of a title by Nalini Singh. She joined us on the show, uh, talked about her latest book. Uh, she was born in Fiji and raised in New Zealand. She spent three years living and working in Japan, where she took the chance to travel around Asia. She now lives in New Zealand and is always plotting new trips and probably new trips with her book. If you'd like to see some of her travel snapshots, you can look at her travel diary page. She's worked at a lawyer as a lawyer, a librarian, a candy factory, factory general hand, a bank tep, an English teacher, but not necessarily in that order. Some might call that inconsistency, but I call it, or she calls it, grist for the writer's mill. That's the one thing about uh, authors and writers. It's their great life stories and, and uh, things that they go through through life who can help shape them where they can, they can pull uh, great subject data and plots and twists and characters, et cetera, et cetera. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Uh, thank you for having me on your show, Chris. Thanks for coming, Nalini. We really appreciate it. Give us your dot coms. Where do you want people to find you on the interwebs? Um, so the best place is my website, nalinisingh.com. Um, on social media, I am on Instagram and Facebook under um, author Nalini Singh. Um, I do have a Twitter handle, but I haven't been active on there for a few years, so it's not a great place to chat to me. But, um, yeah, Facebook and Instagram, um, yeah, I, I am on there quite regularly. There you go. And you have quite the epic uh, authorship going on. How many books do you have? I think it's over 50. I actually have to count. <laughs> Holy crap. And it covers a lot of different genres, doesn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. So I um I started with straight contemporary romance. Um, mm-hmm. So this year is actually my twentieth anniversary in mm-hmm. publishing in terms of my published books. So my um, very first book was published in two thousand and three. And so I started in straight contemporary romance. Then I moved into um, paranormal romance, urban fantasy romance. And now I also write straight thrillers based in New Zealand. So so I've got three of them now, which you can see behind me. (laughs) There you go. Um, Yeah. yeah. Thrillers. Now, are these all standalones for the most part? Yes, these are all standalones. I... um, so I write, I'm known for writing, writing long series and romance and mm-hmm. my brain is full of series. So I decided to write just standalone thrillers and um, challenge myself with that. And it's been really fun just having just a self-contained world, um, you know, within each book. Ah, there you go. Uh, I even see on Amazon, it's teasing out a blank, kind of a blank, uh, just text-based uh, book cover here for, your, I believe, your upcoming book in July 23, 2024, Primal Mirror. Yes, well. yes, that's part of my Side Changing series. Ah. So, yeah, that's next year, yeah. You cover all the gambits. I'm looking down the list of your website when it says books, and it's got thrillers, rock kiss series, hard play series, audio books. International release, Silhouette Desire, printable book list. That's probably what I need at this point. Uh, so there you go. Uh, so what made you want to write this latest book? And tell us a 30,000 overview of what's inside. So I love thrillers, first of all. I love thrillers and mysteries. And even in my romance, there's quite often a thread of mystery. Mm-hmm. And um, But this particular book and the previous two thrillers I've written, it's really deeply inspired by the New Zealand landscape mm-hmm. and it's very beautiful. Um, and it has a lot of remote spaces, you know, empty spaces. Um, and I remember a few years ago, a bunch of us writers were having a conversation about why, you know, you got Nordic noir, um, you know, these sort of dark room mysteries set in the Nordic countries. Why not New Zealand noir? Cause we kind of fill all the criteria. Um, and so it's a little bit of that and, but yeah, it's just definitely the environment deeply inspires me. This particular mm-hmm. book is set in an Alpine area that we travel through and it's stunning. It's just astonishingly beautiful, all golden grasses, you know, white snow capped mountains, not a human in sight. And at one point we decided, we saw a sign for coffee. So we just turned off the road to check out this coffee place in the middle of nowhere and it just kept going and going never and going turn off the, the road <laughs> never turn off the road <laughs> and we're like this is a horror movie right now <laughs> um so th- that sort of really inspired me for this book because i thought what if you turned off and you know what's at the end of the road so mm. this this particular book is about um a group of high school and university friends so originally there were eight um and when they meet up for this sort of reunion you know they're um they're sort of in their late 20s um one is missing and the oh. whole story is what happened to the what happened one. To number eight yeah. hence the title <laughs> there should have been eight yeah i learned not to drive down off the main road into back roads uh, after i watched uh, texas chainsaw massacre <laughs> Hey, there's a shortcut over there. Uh, uh, stay on the main road there. Eh? That's, that's always the that's always one of the themes of many horror movies. Stay on the main. Never get off the mm-hmm. main road. 
never leave the pack either. <laughs> um, so there you go. Uh, so uh, as you delved into the book, um, how, how did you uh, pick your characters? Why did you pick seven teenagers or eight teenagers technically? Um, why, what made you uh, land on that number maybe? Um, it's, it just came very naturally. I had the, the, the protagonist, the main person whose eyes we three see the story straight away. Oh. Um, so she was just very, very strong character in my mind. And, um, you know, the first line of the book is, but I'm afraid of the dark. And then we find out that she's going blind. And what? Yeah. And she, you know, she's afraid of the dark. So wow. she was just this super powerful character, you know, emotionally, there's a lot there. And, um, so, and then she just brought everyone along with her. Like, as I explored her, I just found these other people that were really important parts of her life. And we just ran with the story from there. And with my writing, I like to go a little bit into the dark and see where the characters take me. <laughs> Even though your character is afraid of the dark. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was, I mean, this book has a little bit of a gothic element to it. You know, they're in this ruined mansion. There's, there's sort of creepy passageways and things going on in the walls. And, um, yeah, and yeah, the characters just, just all fit. They, they came together and it just felt like a friend group that would exist. And, um, yeah. There you go. There. How do you, do you, do you feel like this book has departed or improved? Uh, not, not to say that your writing needs improvement, but you know, writers evolve and, and, uh, and, and develop their work and their craft. Uh, how would you say this maybe differs, uh, from your other books? I think in terms, I would say in terms of my thrillers, mm -hmm. I feel like I really hit my stride in the thriller space with this book. Like mm -hmm. it feels very strongly a thriller my very first one i wrote had you know an element of romance in it mm. um a very thin thread it was mostly you know suspense and then the next one got more thrillerly i'm just making up that word thrillerly hey poetic <laughs> license you can do what you want you're an author yeah and i feel like with this book i really hit the beats of the genre um you know it does have that sort of slowly creep element so it's not the kind of pulse pounding thriller it's the kind of thriller where it builds slowly to a crescendo and then hopefully grips the reader by the throat and um yeah <laughs> my mom loves it so grips the reader by the throat <laughs> wow that's the first time i heard an author say that so there you you were you were going for it there basically. i am going for it yeah <laughs> There's a few surprises in this book. <laughs> With no holding back. I love it. Uh, so, uh, you know, what you, you, you like setting uh, areas in New Zealand and stuff. Was there any mansions that you'd seen in New Zealand that uh, kind of flipped you onto this? Or did you just kind of come up with it out of your head from uh, commagulation of different experiences? Yeah, it's more amalgamation. So it's not based mm -hmm. on one particular building I saw. So I saw... I saw this beautiful sort of Victorian era type places or, you know, mm -hmm. very aged kind of buildings um, in very good condition. But I also some, saw some really sort of run down, ruined structures mm. um, in the back country. And I kind of amalgamated it all together. What if it was kind of ruined and nobody bothered to fix the mm -hmm. burned section? But the other half is still habitable and so they just decide huh. to make an adventure out of it and stay in this yeah. place in this really beautiful landscape 
in this sort of mansion that has a very dark history because oh. you know things happened in that yeah. fire that's marked the building so so yeah it was it's taking pieces of what i see and putting it all together to create you know this fictional place there you go i learned that from scooby-doo and uh never go into the the bad side of the mansion <laughs> stay in the good side where the lights work you know and things don't go bump in the night if you will uh so <laughs> there you go uh what are some other elements we haven't talked about that you were excited to put in the book that you think will uh we can tease out to readers um so i love working with secrets you know in the mm -hmm. history um of people I, mm -hmm. I i think you know people are so fascinating you can make a house as scary as you can but if you don't have interesting characters to take you through that house it will fall flat yeah. and so it's the complexity of the characters that really makes it and it's trying to see behind the mask people mm -hmm. wear you know everyone has a distinct personality they have maybe with their significant other or with their best friends or with people they don't like and it's like, which masks are these people wearing? Are they actually friends? Mm. You know, and it's it's really, really fun to peel that back and find out who is actually showing their true self and who isn't and who is maybe, you know, got a Jekyll and Hyde thing going on. So um, it's really, really interesting for me as a writer to write those characters. Um, and I like reading them too in other people's books. There you go. There you go. Secrets and... Uh, maybe a little backstabbing or uh, betrayal in the book. Yeah, maybe? yeah, uh -oh. absolutely, absolutely. Uh -oh. uh, in a haunted house or something—a very disturbed house. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, there's um, there's a balance to it because they did start as friends, all of them. So there are some very warm memories, and I think it provides a stark contrast to what's going on now in this cold, you know, that they're trapped in this house because the weather turns. So um, I got the idea for this. We had a polar blast mm -hmm. one spring and it's, you know, New Zealand's really close to Antarctica. Um, and so sometimes we get a polar blast coming off Antarctica and it just freezes the country basically. <laughs> so we had this one spring and the South Island got snow like in the middle of spring and everything you know, shut down. And um, so this is what happens in this book. They end up in this unseasonable seasonable snowstorm. And so they're trapped in this place and it's so cold and it's dark and the heating's gone. And, and it's a contrast to the hazy summer memories they have together as, you know, oh. as teenagers. So it's, oh. it's, it just shows how life can change people. And, um, and also just, from a fun perspective, it's really interesting to work with weather in mm -hmm. a thriller because I think in a thriller, weather can make such a big difference to the feel of the book. Mm -hmm. The uh, what? Are, what would you say uh, the favorite part of your writing process was uh, when you were writing it? Ooh, I I really like that initial phase of just super intense just trying to find out what's going on because I like to surprise myself as well. So I, I love that, that part. And um, so that what I call the skeleton draft, you know, the, the, mm -hmm. it needs, it is just the bare bones of the book and then fleshing it out that those two parts are my favorite, probably in even <laughs> ways um, that initial burst. And then they're just sitting there and intensely crafting the book so that oh. the skeleton becomes 
not only a skeleton, you know, his flesh, it has, it has all the elements you need for a book. <laughs> Do you think you're going to stick with the thriller genre? Or are you going to uh, flip back and forth between the different genres you've written in and just kind of keep it, uh, keep it, you know, doing what you want? Yeah, I, I like having both. Like right now I'm doing a lot of romance and um, also doing the thrillers and I'm really enjoying that. And um, I think I, I will probably just keep flipping back and forth because I enjoy it. I feel like it refreshes my brain each time I do something oh, different. Yeah. 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 Like instead of just doing one thing the whole time, I switch and then I get a whole new burst of energy mm. because it's completely different writing experience. Mm. Um, I'm doing different kinds of research. I'm working with different kinds of characters. Um, and it's just, it's, yeah. It, and then when I close the chapter one, I move to the next one. And it's, again, it's, wow, this is new again. This is something different. So, yeah, I'll keep doing that. There you go. You're just moving between them all and uh, keeping it fresh. We we hear that a lot from authors like yourself that have different strains or, or uh, threads going uh, where they can, you know, they can play on different ones. And then you go over here and then come back to it. And, you mm -hmm. know, it refreshes you, fills back up your bucket, if you will. Uh, so uh, I know you mentioned that you you hope it grips readers by the throat. What what uh, what do you hope readers uh, come out with it at the end? I guess the same sort of a throat a, th a throat a throat mark of the grip. <laughs> um, maybe just a, a bit of a pounding heart because ah. of what happened. Or um, I think the end. I hope it makes them think because, um, but in a good way. It's in the way where you wonder at the end of a a movie, like, did that just happen? And then. <laughs> You think about it and you go back and you rewind and you rewatch it. And I hope they reread the end. <laughs> it makes them want to reread the end because there's something in there that um, I feel is really interesting. I don't want to spoil yeah. it, but um, yeah, I hope it gives them that, oh, what did I just read? And then go back and check. <laughs> that really happened? Those make the best <laughs> movies and plots and stuff. This yeah. might sounds like it might make a great movie too. I actually think it would make a really good movie because it's um it's basically a locked room mystery except the the mystery is the locked room is this house that they're trapped in. Uh -huh. So it's it's you know it's got that claustrophobic feel and it's got these um these people, you know, it's very limited number of people and one of them has done something. So it it, mm -hmm. it would make I think a very good movie, you know, very atmospheric as well because of the location. Um, yeah. yeah, so if there's any, you know, producers listening to this, you know, call me. Yeah, please reach out. <laughs> yeah, I imagine the isolation element is a big part of it. And as you said, uh, the, the you know, being in a small space. But imagine mm -hmm. the isolation. You know, you can't call for help. You're in the middle of nowhere. You're down the deserted road. <laughs> mean road. Yeah, I mean, it's so fun to play with the isolation elements because mm -hmm. in this case, um they need medical help at one point, but there's no oh, way to get it because even yeah. the helicopters can't fly in that weather. Like, they, yeah. you know, the air ambulance can't get to you, and mm. there's they're so remote that, you know, the nearest fire station is like some distance away. So even if they somehow get out a message, no one's going to get to them. Wow! You know, very wow. quickly. So it's it it changes the whole dynamic of, mm. of what's happening because the clock is ticking down so fast because some people don't have time to wait 
for for help to come so um yeah it's it's really fun and it's it's fun to look at a landscape and imagine not just the beauty in the daylight but also what could happen after dark when we mm. don't have all this technology to to help us there you go there you go well uh, it's been fun to have you on give us your final pitch out to readers the order of the book uh, yeah, I, um, if you would like to read a locked room thriller set in a beautiful, stunning alpine environment that turns dangerous very quickly, well, and if you like um, secrets and, um, you know, stories about friends and things going terribly wrong, um, there should have been eight. Um, and yeah, it's available everywhere in any format you wish to buy it. So, um, yeah, give it a go. And if you want to check out a bit of it without um, committing, you, there's an excerpt on my website. And oh. the audiobook publisher usually has, you know, like a sample of mm -hmm. the audio on their website as well. So, um, yeah, give those both a go. And my website, again, is nalinising.com. Super easy. And I hope you check it out. There you go, guys. Uh, well, thank you very much, Nalini. It's been fun to have you on. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. It's there you been go. really nice talking to you. There you go. And and, and uh, order up all of our other books as well, folks. Check them out. It's Remember, it's Christmas time coming up here. Uh, people watching this 10 years from now are going, it's not Christmas time. <laughs> That's our YouTube. Uh, it, it's uh, available November 21st, 2023, so you can pick it up soon and uh, buy, you know, 5 billion copies, give it out to all your friends and neighbors, relatives, all that sort of good stuff. There should have been eight by Nalini Singh. Uh, definitely order up and check out her other book. She's got quite the library. I was just going through it here on Amazon. It's quite amazing. Uh, thanks to our audience for tuning in. Uh, be sure to refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, youtube.com, Fortress Chris Foss, linkedin.com, Fortress Chris Foss, Chris Foss, one on the tickety talkie over there, and Chris Foss, Facebook.com. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. 